Kicking it off with season two of Adventure Time and Never Ending Adventure. Yeah. Hey, Ned. How hey, you doing? Russ, man, I'm good. I got a big old stout Guinness here. Okay. And I'm feeling good. Yeah. Guinness, uh, as we all know, stands for getting under intimate necessities, never, ever sad sometimes. Yep. This is exactly what it means. Um, yeah. And... As far as what drought and stout mean, you know, who knows? But drought stout. Drought stout. Uh, yeah, welcome back to another season of Never Ending Adventure. This no. has been our travelers with you guys. It's been a whole whopping 28 episodes so far. This is episode 29, and we're about to dive a little deeper into uh, it came from the nitosphere. Came from the nitosphere. Man, what a good way to kick off season two. Yeah. We'll talk about it in a second. I think we need... Let's catch up a little bit, Ned. How you been? I feel like I haven't seen you uh, in a day or two. Like like 48 whole hours, man. <laughs> Jeez, I, I miss feel like you. it's been a long time since man. we've hung out. Like, so y'all, the season ends and Ned just ghosts me for a whole 48 hours. And I'm like, okay, what's going on now? He was, he was nervous it wasn't going to happen. Are we still Are we still uh, friends? Did we... Have a big breakup on the Scooby Doo episode debating uh, cat godism and yeah, it's Scooby- I guess I pushed Scooby Doo was where I drew the freaking line. Scooby Doo is where a lot of people should draw the line. Um, <laughs> well, for those of you who decided to be lame and skip out on season one, our premise here at Never Ending Adventure yes. is me, Ned, the Adventure Time uh, guru, the shaman of Adventure Time, mm. uh, expert. I get to do all the, the spoiler dropping. I know the show in and out Russell. And I talk out of my butt most of the time and but, it's really a good old time. And my name's Russell. Sometimes I go by Babyface. Sometimes I go by rusty, uh, rarely. And I never want to, but to give him credit, Russell is a big time fan of anything else that brings up like us late nineties kids. Yeah. And he knows nostalgia. all the nostalgia factors, like well, anime, I, some Star Wars, SpongeBob's. Like he's got all the the he, he got all the moves. I appreciate that. I I do have all the moves. I don't have the moves like Jagger. I did see, man. I did. You see, did see talking about Jagger. catching up. Yeah, a little bit. I did see Mick Jagger this past weekend mm, in toasty. Nashville. Oh my Is goodness, he gosh, still the living? Stones. The Stones are so good. I, I've never been a huge fan, but I'm I'm in now. But. Um, I digress because we don't tangent. That's another thing that we don't do on this show very often Never. is tangent. Um, just because it's bad podcasting and I'm all about positive, good podcasting. Um, Ned, what did you think of the Ninosphere? It came from the Ninosphere episode. Gosh, I forget how season two kicks off. And if you didn't tell me, like if I hadn't memorized all the episodes of Adventure Time, and you didn't tell me this was just the first episode of season two, I would have thought we were way later in the show. We, mm. we get so many different vibes from this episode. It's kind of like, I feel like the the animators, the storyboard artists, they were like, we locked in season one. We, we've got canon now. And they lean in on that so well in this episode. Yeah, it's it's a... You know, I was going to try and play off that I didn't enjoy this episode, but y'all, what an episode. It's great. I we it came back so strong. You you had mentioned you were really excited for this episode in the Scooby-Doo episode that we did and 
I believed you, but you know, I also know that you're a little biased for this show. Um, but I, I gotta say, well, for, I love night episodes. Mm-hmm. We got another nighttime episode, and even the next episode's a little yeah. bit of a nighttime episode too, which is we're about to record that after this. Yeah, you, and you mentioned, and this one does a really good job. Does a it good too, job because yeah. of the the coloration and how they kind of do, like you said, the the saturated, like it's blue on blues a lot, but it's like really aesthetically pleasing. It's super aesthetically pleasing, and then you also have, uh, I mean, the contrast with. Marceline's father, who we who we meet, who's with the bright, basically the devil. Yeah, basically whatever Adventure Times version of hell is is yeah. the night of sphere. Yeah, I would love to know. We did we ever learn his name? His actual his his actual name is Hudson Abadir. Okay, I think that they doesn't sound v- very villainous. Mention that one time in this episode, but I I can't Hudson. remember. Okay, I'm trying to keep that in mind. I'm not sure if it really matters, but. Man, he was he was wild. He reminded me of the uh, the businessman that we met not too long ago oh, from yeah. Uh, yeah, season good. one, episode eight, Business Time. Good pullout right there. Like yeah, he's dressed really prim and proper, and uh, like he's they're formal. He's like going to a business meeting. Yeah, you uh, learn, and his you meeting learn, is eating your soul. He learned later he runs the Nidosphere kind of like a business, but in okay. a really effed up way too. Yeah, yeah, and he's deathless, which is a fun. That just feels very D and D to me. Yeah, that term. And um, it's it's really I you know read a little on this episode and like what kind of that means because when he's talking with Gunter later in the episode, he gets cut off when he says I don't have us and then like gets cut off. But like he's ooh. essentially getting to he doesn't have a soul. Man, the Gunter. We're just like hopping to the best parts oh, of this okay, episode. No, we can we can hold it. We can hold it. I like, mean, it doesn't matter. Have, uh, hopefully, so... y'all watch this episode. That's that's the whole thing. Like, watch the episode, dive in with us. I mean, if you watch it later on, that's fine, you know. But it there's so many little bits and jokes and crap that we do that probably are really terrible if you've never seen the episode. So yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> please this, watch this, it. This would be a stupid podcast to listen to if you don't know the show and you never even watched the episode. Yeah, you, we would just sound you know, absolutely crazy. Yeah, so we can, let's get in the, well, first off, right before we get in the Gunter, I, I want to talk about the true form of Marceline's dad. Mm-hmm. Because it, is, are we to assume that Marceline's true form is the giant vampire monster? Mm-hmm. Uh, and his true form is this weird jellyfish monster with a soul sack? No, I don't think you're to assume that. Because okay. we do know that Marceline's a vampire. And she has the bat form. And she's got her bat form. Her dad kind of seems vampire-esque. So. As well. I'll go ahead and lay down a spoiler drop. Spoiler drop. That it is her dad is this demon, this ruler of the Nidosphere, and her mom is not. So she's only half of what Hudson Abadir is in terms of her biology. Did she take his last name? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. I actually, I was thinking about that. Is it Marceline Abadir? I would, I would assume so, yeah. but I, I just know her as Marcy. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, he's also got these awesome Zohan karate kick moves that he can pull yeah. out of no. You know, like the like he's like got straight up whack him in like, the face. Thing. Yeah. Oh, like straight leg going yeah. straight up. Also with the Ted Mosby like red boots yeah. too. You know? Oh, I didn't even. I I think I might have missed that actually. That's yeah, great. He's wearing like bright he, red. Did he steal them from Jake? He steal Jake's boots. That's a great. I would imagine that you know maybe maybe Hudson made his way over to <laughs> the the Thief Kingdom or whatever mm-hmm. and maybe. stole some red boots. <laughs> we got to. I don't know. Calling him Hudson, I'm gonna get confused at some point. Uh, cause really Marceline's dad is, 
it seems like what he's called throughout this yeah. entire episode. Finn, Finn calls him Marceline's mm-hmm. dad the whole episode. Um, and and Marceline calls him daddy. Um, because the song, the, yeah, song, the, the song. reference to the song, it's not a weird thing, y'all. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's not calling him daddy. Uh, she's got daddy issues, uh, but but not like that. Well, not not no, that we know. Not like that. Uh, <laughs> she says, "What is it? He's not worth the effort when Finn's trying to get him through the portal." You know, kind of, yeah. or like when he's like, "You should confront your father." You know, he yeah. doesn't know what he's getting himself into at that point, though. Yeah, I mean, this episode really comes out the gate with a huge theme that spans across the entire rest of the show. And we saw it not really in season one, but it's... Daddy issues. It's Yeah, it's a lot in the show. It's a lot of um, different father situations that are brought up in the show with multiple characters. Mm -hmm. And that father relationships are super tough, no matter if like... Jake's father situation, Marceline has a father situation, Finn has a father situation, and it like it's a it's like a big overarching theme of the show of like how to deal with family issues and how to you know overcome past pains and past hurts and then like not being who your father was, but how do you still be a good father mm-hmm. after that, you know? And so It's interesting too, Jake's father though seems like a nice guy that one scene we saw him in season one he also kind of gave off that weird like 1950s like you're you know don't talk unless spoken to woman sort of vibes which i don't love you know when he's like uh i can't remember the quote right now but he says something to her in that that one instance where you just kissed a boom boom baby you know like (laughs) yeah i'm not gonna kiss you or whatever i don't know well, there's a great episode and, you know, I was thinking about all the father figures that we see in Adventure Time and, and yeah, like really Jake's dad is the one that doesn't seem the most effed up, but then there's a whole episode where he's like speaking to them through little uh, like hologram time capsule things and he's putting Finn through a test and it's re- it's kind of a messed up way of fathering. And they also, so they yeah. say it's like, you're not a bad father. It was all with good intentions, but it's kind of like not how you should parent. So mm-hmm. they they even bring Jake's dad in on this, you know? Oh, man. Everyone's got dad, daddy problems. Everybody's got the daddy issues. Well, you know, I think it's funny, something I talk about. I mean, this is going to try not the tangent here, but I, I feel like a subject matter that is really interesting to me as the firstborn male you know, sort of a thing in, in my immediate family. It's like, I don't know. There's definitely a thing with like your father. You know, it's like, even if your father is a great person and you have a great relationship with him, like the father-son dynamic and probably the father-daughter dynamic as well or, or whatever. But uh, I, I do think there's something very special and weird and difficult about the father-son dynamic because you, whether it's you're looking up to them or, or you're um, feeling like you need to impress them or something like that. You don't want to let them down or or whatever. Or maybe you don't get along with them at all, you know, and that has a whole new slew of, of things and, and a whole different way of that dynamic, which fortunately I've never had to experience. But yeah, I mean, I, I get it, man. I understand why, it, like, you know, I don't know, maybe Penn's, Penn's getting at something you know, deeper and we'll see as we go more and more. This is very surface level. Like the song is, why did you eat my fries? You know, 
Yeah, but they. But I there's think more to it. They keep it surface level in the show because we don't. They obviously okay. just don't come right for like gut wrenching, soul searching topics. They keep it surface level, but they make it relatable. That this was a simple situation. That Hudson eats Marceline's fries, and apparently, although it seems like it is. And we're getting actually to what I was thinking we were going to end the show on, but we're getting into it now. Yeah, that's fine. But it seems like, you know, very minute, unimportant, but it hurt Marceline. Like, even if it even if it was a small thing in the grand scope of things. And obviously, Marceline's dad doesn't even think twice about it because in the end of this episode, he's like, you never told me that that upset you. They weren't even that good. I'm sorry. Like, And, and it was an easy apology, but it brings up the topic that it's hard to tell your parents when they've done something wrong. It really is. Yeah, it's it's crazy difficult. And man, this episode was so, it was emotionally exhausting. Yeah, it's, it's 10 minutes of like emotional exhaustion. Finn mentions it at the end. He's like, I'm exhausted or I'm phys- or emotionally exhausted. <laughs> no, wait, no, I'm, I'm physically, I'm exhausted. physically exhausted. But like, yeah, because it's just constantly pulling on your emotions a little bit here and there. Uh, to your point, you know, when... Let's see, Marceline doesn't feel any of like, well, I guess that's even different. That's talking about the way that Marceline's like tunnel visioned this entire episode and not thinking about the greater good of the mankind of ooh and said she's totally focused on this. Like, just who cares? It. Just it's all well, about she my hi- father. and She hyper-focuses on, I just want to get my base back because mm-hmm. she knows she's suppressing that this conversation has to happen with her yeah. dad. Yeah, so, the, but the the song, dude. When when he starts doing the, uh, when Finn uses the song, I literally like I was laying in my bed watching this episode, and I sat up and I was so attentive. Like it was, it was the first time I think in Adventure Time that I was just like, "What is about to happen?" Because yeah. it just got really, really personal or personal right here. Uh, and they both say that I love you or whatever. Um, and I, I actually like, I had been stopping the episode every like five minutes or so every, nah, that's doesn't make sense. An 11 minute long episode, like two minutes or just yeah. every time I hear something I'm like, Oh, quick note, you know? But when that happened, I, I was like, I'm not pausing this. Like I'll go back and rewatch it later or whatever. Yeah. But I just really wanted to like get absorbed by that situation. Yeah. Cause it was so, it was so good. But but it is so difficult to to tell your loved ones and especially the people that are older than you, um, maybe not off, but but to tell them that you disagree or that you don't want to be a part of some family event or whatever, you know, like it's, yeah, or that you're mad and, and actually like be the mature one, like being the one, like Marceline's forced with a situation where she has to go to her father before he will ever go to her and yeah. in, in order to like like get their relationship back to the way it, she feels it yeah. should be. She knows the ball's in her court. Like the yeah, whole but it, episode. It, I hate it because like it, it shouldn't be, you it, know, like it's and, not fair. But that but you're just explaining that's that's the situation that everybody deals with with parents is that yeah. parents kind of can feel like, oh, I raised you and like I'm doing my like, but you have to cross that threshold of being like, no, like I get to a certain age and Marceline's a thousand years old. So like, she's at the age, like, yeah, you know, <laughs> the age is coming past a couple of know, times at that point where you, you have to shred down some of those barriers with your parents and be like, Hey, you have to talk to me like a normal person. You have to like 
actually realize that I'm an adult mm. and that we respects my boundaries too is boundaries. another one that I think we've all had that conversation. Yeah, respect communication, like communication preferences, communication mm. styles. Um, you have to work hard at a, it's not just like, you know, you're just a little baby and I'm keeping you alive. It's a continuing, like any other relationship, you get to continue to work at it yeah. slowly. And it's that know, weird thing of like, I remember hearing somewhere that your parents get to be in your life. You know, there, it's not like a requirement for them to be or whatever, mm -hmm. which I don't know why that stuck out to me. It's, I haven't been in a situation, I mean, very fortunately, where I've ever felt like that was something that, you know, stuck with me. But but in a sense, at a certain age, you know, like you were actively making choices to call your parents, you know, because they're not going to call you or whatever. Like my mom doesn't like to travel. And so if I'm going to see my mom, I'm going all the way down to Georgia and I'm going to, you know, Russell went down to Georgia and I'm going <laughs> to... He was looking for a soul to steal. <laughs> I was Marceline's dad looking for a soul to steal. And I, and I got to make that six hour effort, you know, and if I'm just going down to Georgia or going to a football game or something like that's an extra effort that I have to make because, you know, even though I know she wants to see me and she'll guilt me if I don't see her, mm -hmm. you know, which understandably so, because I will feel like I would if I don't see her anyways, but. But that means you, you could probably relate with yeah. Marceline a lot in this episode of going, you know, a lot of that ball of maintaining this parent child relationship is in your court. And yeah. obviously it's in Marceline's court because because Hudson's in the nightosphere, and even when he enters into back into our life forcefully, he kind of like he's like, "Oh, thanks, I'm gonna run off and get some souls," and like mm -hmm. makes no effort. Even any, I guess you know she didn't really want him to come in into there, but she his reaction was good though. I will say at the end of the episode when he's responding to the way her like what she wrote in her song, yeah, he, and, he responds in a really good and productive way. And is only interrupted by Finn. <laughs> yeah. Well, Finn seizes the opportunity and says, I'm going to slay this dude. Yeah. Well, and you, you could see Marceline's fear is that she's probably afraid that if she opens up to her dad and says, like, I want this better relationship with you, that there is that fear of rejection that he just says, nah, I'm, I'm better off without you. I'm better off like, Maybe he has tons of kids. Maybe he's like a, if he's the devil, essentially, or a Greek god, sort of a, a mindset of just like, oh yeah, Marceline's one of, millions or whatever i don't know yeah it's weird. It's maybe weird we'll find that, that out later man but I, I, all in all i mean like I've, this is such a good an episode we couldn't even begin talking about the episode itself before we could even like start talking about everything you could get out of it all the meat yeah you know? well we've been talking a lot about marceline's dad and he is my most punchable character yeah for <laughs> sure did you I, and maybe you had a note on this because i we've talked about it he definitely fits that mantra of what we've been talking about a lot on this show. So go back to season one, listen if you haven't. We've talked about this whole, like, let's throw in jerks into the Adventure Time universe. And oh, he is yeah, that, he's a big jerk. We need a, yeah. a big hero force to, to fight this big jerk force because he's he's big time evil. Yeah, I, um, I feel like him and Magic Man would be best friends, you know? Oh, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> they would have, they have a similar thing, quirk about them, certainly. Yeah. Like the way... He goes up to the fluffy person and he's just like, oh, don't worry. I'm not going to suck out your soul. You know, and then yeah. you get the fluffy guy who's just like, oh, good, because that's like my number one fear, you know, or whatever. I mean, he he loves that. He even did to the roughhousers. He like messed with them a little bit, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, he's 
when he like really creepy, he does that weird, oh, man, that like scary movie. That, like, I'm on my back yeah, sort of spy, thing crawling spider at you. legs coming up behind your neck. Like, Oh man. Yeah. That moment was, that was creepy followed by a great moment where, uh, he says that he's the rough house and daughter's <laughs> mom, mom. <laughs> on a scale of one yeah. to, I would never let my child watch this episode. Where, where do you sit? Uh, how old is the child? Can you give me an yeah, age? Yeah, let's go nine. Nine? Nah, I, I'd, I'd let that kid watch that episode. They're nine. I, I, was, I think I watched a rated R movie by 12. Okay. You know? um, that's, th- that's a three formative years, though. Between yeah. Between nine and 12. That's true. Though, the moment was, my mom uh, rented an R-rated movie for her and my stepdad to watch at some point. And then an uh, unrated movie, not knowing mm-hmm. what unrated meant. <laughs> um. And American it, it was, Pie, unrated. Well, that soon came after. Uh, <laughs> I think it was Wedding Crashers, unrated. Oh. Um, yeah, that or old school is one of those two. I think we saw Wedding Crashers and it was first seen as just topless girls falling on a bed. And then my mom said, oh, let's not watch that. Then we watched <laughs> old school instead, which honestly is not much worse. My boy better. blue. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the reason actually that Marceline's father is my most principal character is from one moment in the show where he is fighting Marceline and then he takes, um, well, right before he kicks Marceline, Marceline wraps him up and grabs him from behind or whatever. Mm-hmm. And her hand is on his eyeball, his open eyeball, and he doesn't flinch at all. And I'm sure that's just like a animation thing. But that moment was so disgusting to me and so crazy that he doesn't flinch when he's being stabbed in the eye by Marceline. Um, and I was like, this dude's this dude's crazy. What's up with this guy? What's and up he's with my this most guy? punchable character. Yeah, easily easily most punchable. Who's your lovely? Give, give, give me some sugar, baby. We actually mentioned him a little bit there. Uh, my lovely is fluffy people. Or the fluffy person. Oh, the main nice. fluffy person. Yeah. That's, yeah. A good, that's a good lovely. Cute little cotton ball. Uh, and he's quite naive. Quite naive. I, I, I made a note. I was like, do these not look like lumpy people with legs? Yeah, they a little bit. I'm they're, sure. I'm sure they're softer, obviously, because they're the soft. They're not, they're not, they're not the soft people. They're the. They we got a lot of soft, fluffy people. <laughs> well, that's why they need a hero. The hero in the Adventure Time universe is there's a lot of soft, <laughs> fluffy people just wandering around on probably, the hills at night. There's probably cotton candy people in the Candy Kingdom too. Yeah. Oh, for, like, yeah. Candy people are very soft and dumb. I think they for the can be. Part. Yeah. So this this world's full of that. And just generic characters, I suppose. It's a, probably a lot easier to design just a, a roundish character than it is to design a uh, a spiky, threatening yeah. character. Yeah, you, know. you don't have to go into a lot of like animated detail. Yeah, I mean, like, we don't like the spiky people. We don't like the uh, the cute people all that much. Like, we don't really like the people that aren't soft <laughs> and, and round. So not yet, not yet, not yet. So we'll see. Um, My lovely, yeah. Is the least screen time this episode? Least screen time this episode. Pocket Jake. Pocket Jake is freaking amazing. Pocket Jake was awesome. Did you notice yeah. that at the beginning of the episode, there's like stitches on his pocket? Yes. So you are like, were there noticing. always stitches? No. no. Okay. So I, I watching this episode again, I was like, oh, they're they're accentuating his pocket, and they don't keep doing it in future episodes. There's no other. He doesn't look in his pocket at any point. It's just that one moment at the end when when you see pocket jake and he turns around and, yeah 
the that's my tops actually of the episode is the last five seconds of the episode. First, you get the souls that are bouncing into each other like goofballs from the real life Scooby Doo movie mm-hmm. when the souls are trying to return to their bodies, and then you get Pocket Jake, and it's just like this wonderful five seconds of the show. Like it's the best part of the entire show. Yeah, the I, last five seconds. I had a different tops of the episode. Give it to me. I had Finn Bomb. Finn Bomb. When Marceline oh, was yes. carrying, drop like, something, grab like, some. <laughs> drop the Finn Bomb. And then she catches him right before he hits the ground. Oh, that's, a, that's a great moment. I as love well. it. That's just like, that's who Finn is. It's just like doing funny little ridiculous things like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, I love that. That, <laughs> my honorable mention tops had to be eat some soul food. I've got some country fried steaks. I've got some collard greens. Like, let's get his soul oh, back this, in his yes, body. Yes. You're trying to shove soul food into the mouth. <laughs> collard greens are gross. That, that might revive <laughs> you just from eating how, how bad they are. Just Popeye style. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's take a moment. I don't think we have a uh, color green commercial coming up, but we'll see what we got. We'll and see. we'll, we'll see, see on We'll see who bought that sponsor time. All right. This ad is brought to you by Nidosphere Naughty Fries. Get on down to the Nidosphere and get some of Out Burger's new Naughty Fries. Ooh, they're spook. They're spooky. Am I, am I doing it right? Is this? Yeah. You shut your mouth, my fry cook lackey. We're cooking up Nidosphere Naughty Fries day and night for all of the hopeless souls in the Nidosphere. Oh, they're, they're so evil. They're so evil that we take the souls of people from Earth and shove them into every flavorful bite. But I put a little bit of love on every fry. These fries are served cold, covered with evil ketchup and dastardly mustard. They're not that evil. They're as evil as a French fry can get. But they're dang good. Get them while supplies last. Welcome back to the show. Man, that was a, you know, a whole season in our pocket. And that advertisement was one of our best. (laughs) Yeah, probably the best of season two so far. It was definitely the best one of season two so far, no doubt. I mean, one thing is that is for certain. We spent... 28 episodes talking about Adventure Time and Shrek a little bit and Scooby-Doo a little bit. And we're, we did it still, dude. Like we are still the number one national base, two guys talking about Adventure Time podcast in the US. Yeah, 28 weeks running. 28 weeks running. It's pretty incredible. And, pretty, and hopefully we'll just keep that going. Pretty crazy. Uh, no competition in sight. Um <laughs> But, All right, let's let's walk through this episode because we we got way deep on you guys yeah. early on. We usually say that for the second half, but there was a lot of good just snippets. Like what? Like there was just so we 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 start this episode off. Is it a time skip? Do we have a, a year time skip? Is that what's going on? Here? I don't I don't think so. I don't think oh. it's I, I, it's definitely sometimes gone by because Marceline and Finn are like buds. Yeah, we and we never really get good time frames except for when we mention Finn's age or when they mention Finn's age. Well, so, she has a dog now. Like Marceline's moved into the cave. Yeah, she's in the house. She's got from a, her own dog. Episode. Um, they're obviously on a. Well, they they you know we saw them become good friends in season one, and now this is you know them chilling as good friends. Yeah, it um, does seem like some time has passed, but maybe not an entire year. And I was you know, wondering. Do you notice that Finn's voice sounds just a smidge older? No, I didn't really notice. Yeah, I, there's just a lack of like some of the 
overly childish soundingness. And okay. it kind of, just to me personally, it does sound like we kind of jump in and Finn sounds just like if he moved from 12 to 13, you know? Yeah. Okay. So I, cool. I liked I liked starting that out. They're chilling in the house. They're just like riffing off each other. Finn's got a, a recording device, which is just a microphone taped to a Walkman. I mean, you can't beat that. Yeah, it's pretty good. I, I wish we could record our podcast that simply. We could. It just wouldn't. It wouldn't sound <laughs> just great. Garbage. I've I've heard some songs on Spotify that were recorded like on a phone, and you you could definitely tell. But some, maybe it's the vibe. I don't know. Yeah. Well, definitely that lo-fi vibe is apparently the kind of music that hits Hudson Habadier's heart in the very end. Oh yeah, it is. But also, it's mostly just because it's from his daughter. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, and then and then we had the Phil face show up again. The little face that's on the wall that he has to draw to open the atmosphere. Yes, that is, I forgot that, that was called the Phil face. The Phil face from and the show. That is a, a factoid that, that I just totally put into some weird compartmentalized <laughs> thing in my brain. And it's was gonna, like, I'm never going to need that it's information gonna keep showing ever up. again. It's okay. going to keep showing up. So and so if, if you compartmentalize it for every episode, I'm going to bring it right back. <laughs> that's fine. Um, man, yeah. The uh, I was wondering, so Marceline's father comes into the picture and we see him like trying to steal Finn's soul. And I noticed you can see his like true form in the back of in his the, throat. Yeah, just, just for so like a tiny. split second. I thought that was that was pretty cool little, uh, you know, get ready for what's coming soon. Yeah. yeah, if you didn't know that was coming soon, you'd be like, oh, he's got like some sort of like alien versus predator mouth in there. You know? Yeah, I liked the, I mean, the like hand opening the door thing was creepy and awesome. Mm -hmm. But I don't. I'm not like a big fan of the jellyfish face thing. No, it's it's not as scary as they could have made it, probably on purpose, mm -hmm. because again, they have to make it somewhat digestible for yeah. children. Are we going into the nightosphere at some point? Yeah, we definitely go into the nightosphere at some point. That's cool. Finn's like he's like out for. It almost seemed like vengeance, which he doesn't have vengeance that he's trying to seek. But he was like, you know. Can't wait to get you in the yeah. atmosphere, you freak. They they have a little, I think it's a two-parter episode, like about Marceline and her dad again. And That's awesome. I don't think it's that far away. Like, I think it happens within the next season or two. I'm all about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, Finn, and Finn gets a new sword maybe this episode? Yeah, I didn't know what to call this one. I didn't, like, actually Google what it's for real called because I wanted to just call it. We have the gold sword, and I yes. wanted to call this one maybe just, like, the root sword or the tree sword. It seems kind of dark. It seemed like a darker sword. Yeah, it was like in somebody's grave or something. He rips it out of the ground, but it definitely like stays in Finn's like reserve of swords from this point on. So I love that this that's canon, and I love that you like pulled that out too. Yeah, we've we've just we've got so many weird like character placements in this episode. I feel like they kind of went all over ooh for this one mm -hmm. because I guess his whole thing was he's going to go around and steal souls, but like we see. LSP at one point and she's volunteered to be inside of the dad for some reason. Uh, she, Su super canon. What? No spoilers. Ooh. The fact that LSP's soul cannot be stolen. Oh, I thought she just volunteered. I thought she just kind of went in. I mean, she did. Okay. But her but, soul can't be stolen? That's interesting. But there's a reason why he doesn't have her soul. Oh. Gunter. Well, you are the most evil being I've ever yes. seen in the universe. Okay, I wasn't sure where you're going with Gunter. So you're talking about the other characters, or yeah, well, you, yeah, because yeah, you were talking about just all the places we, you know, we went to yes. the, the fluffy, Ice Kings there for a minute, Fluffy Hill, Ice Kingdom. We went to the Roughhousing Marauders, the Roughhousing Kingdom. Talking about the expanding Earth theory, which is 
something I'm definitely interested in. Uh, but and Gunter. And Gunter is the big one. Gunter is the big one. It's the dark one, really. Oh, he is the dark one. And uh, I'm just not going to spoiler drop, but like, I love that it's like, dude, it's the first episode of season two, and we've already established Gunter as the evilest being in the universe. It reads as a bit, it doesn't read as him being serious. You know, it reads as like a joke for, I mean, for Mm -hmm. the audience. And that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. But you know how we, we ended last season talking about, the things that they make canon and like, did they plan it and did they not plan it? I think they planned. They might have planned that one. I think they planned it. Yeah. Uh, of all the history's greatest monsters, you are by far the most evil thing I've encountered. <laughs> and then he has that great moment where he's like, no, you can't have my soul. Like Gunter was going to steal his soul back, you know? And then he just like gets up and slaps the crap out of his face. <laughs> Uh, that was so good. But it's interesting to see Ice King's dynamic with Gunter because if Gunter is this big evil creature, like Ice King's just like, hey, you, you're not supposed to fly here or whatever, you know, like they have a weird, I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering why this big evil creature is like hanging out with Ice King. Yeah, so it's, evil. it's such a funny dynamic. And there's more, there's more Gunter episodes that are focused not even on Gunter being evil, that we just have like a couple of more like Gunter-esque moments. Well, I don't know if this is a theoretically speaking. Theoretically speaking. And I'm going to keep it kind of short and sweet, but I think I think Gunter is a Sith. Um, and this might be a really like out there thought. But Gunter's one of the Sith, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing his true form, which I think we all know is going to be Bane from Batman. Uh, <laughs> what? That's such a stretch. As he was born in the darkness. You merely adopted the darkness. Yeah. I was born. Right. <laughs> I gotta say, I I don't I don't know the answer, but I kind of I, I see it, Russ. I, <laughs> I think do. it's I, it's very obvious. The more I dive deeper into it, some people go, "No, he's going to be Penguin from Batman," and I'm like, "You're dumb. He's obviously going to be Bane." Um, <laughs> and climbed then, his way from the pits. But what I'm honestly, what I'm really, I'm going to be really pissed if he's the Lich. If Gunter ends up being the Lich. No, you're no, shaking. No, your, I'm, no. I'm, I'm going to go. Okay. Ahead. I'll, I'll cut that one off. I won't. I won't let you have to theoretically speak. It's you, if cool. you tell me I theoretically think something and I don't want it to be true, I'll let you know. Yeah, that's fine. That was kind of just me like spitballing a little bit. I, I didn't really imagine that would be the truth, but I was definitely a little afraid. That's where they might go. You know, like maybe the lich is like hiding his like hiding out temporarily in a weak state so that no one can detect his evilness or something like that. You know, yeah. like. Sometimes you get that um, trope here and there. Yeah. And shows it. I just wasn't sure. I want to spoil so many things. Delicious somewhere you. in the land of Ooh, he's Princess Bubblegum. I don't nice. know. <laughs> uh, dang it. I'm just going to, he's uh, the roughhousing marauder. I don't know. He's the roughhousing marauder. The, the mountain's butt. I'm just, I don't know. Spitballing. <laughs> oh, man. All, all good theory. Those are some good theoretical thoughts, though. I like where your mind's going. Oh, my gosh. I, just, I, I, I know like, it now. I just like you thinking. It's these Jake. Things. Jake is the lid. No, Jake's not the lid. Dang it. You're 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 twenty percent right with all of your guesses, though. Oh, twenty percent right with all of my guesses. I'm gonna really so confuse 20% you now. Twenty percent of the lich, twenty percent of the mountains, but twenty percent of uh, Gunter. No. I I really don't want to guess, but I feel like it has something to do with what Ned said earlier. I was not paying attention. Uh, the face. We're talking about the. No, 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 no. <laughs> just you're, you're getting you're getting goofball on me. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know this show. I don't know this. So next scene, next scene, we we go to Red Rock Pass, which I was going to ask you. Do you think that's Red Rocks, Colorado? Um, I'm old, drawing a blank on this. Old scene. concert venue. 
Well, I know, I know what Red Rocks, Colorado is. I know yeah. what concert venue you're no, talking when, about. No, when, when they come and Hunts, Hudson's like walking through the valley and he's like stepping on the ants oh, and great sucking moment. out the souls. I don't know. It seemed more like uh, the, the pit from 300. <laughs> yeah, Spartans. The, the pass from 300. <laughs> yeah. There is even like a, a, a delicately perched rock that Finn tries to smush Hudson Yeah, it seems with. rather convenient. but Rather convenient. Um, no, I, I didn't think anything of that. I honestly was pretty distracted by him and his little tune. Yeah, I, I don't. I just thought that was a fun like. Oh, yeah. it could be Red Rocks, man. <laughs> I think those were just Red Rocks. <laughs> They're just Red Rocks. I think that, yeah, I think those were just Red Rocks. I mean, he could have been in Georgia. We got red clay. We got red clay. I don't know. <laughs> um, so he's sucking out ant souls. He he sucks in enough souls to turn into like true form. Yeah, full shaggy or not shaggy. Uh, 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 scrappy. Scrappy Doo. Full Scrappy Doo. Yeah, Wait, from what's that, that first movie where he, in that first movie, he's the big bad guy and he yeah. grows by eating souls or yeah. by absorbing souls. I, I do kind of remember that one. Yeah. Uh, we're probably never going to watch that. I'll reference it a ton apparently on this show, but we're I doubt we will ever watch the IRL first Scooby-Doo movie. It's a, it's a goodie. It's a goodie. It's a goodie, though. I like it. And then, did you notice he also has like this, that weird like frog sack of yeah. souls that he's Yeah, the keeping. soul sack. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It reminded me of um, Bufo, like Bufo's little frog. It does a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's a weird choice. I just, it was all a really weird choice for this big bad guy. Yeah. I, I almost liked him better as like an evil business vampire man. Yeah. I, oh, I like OG form better for sure. Yeah. But I guess they, Probably had to even stylistically do that so that there was a way Finn could beat him, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Had, it leaves him incredibly vulnerable. Those, I mean, the he's got these pink things hanging down, like yeah, tentacle like type things, things, and they don't neck. do any. He doesn't have control over them or anything like that. He he just has two arms. He seems like a a really kind of pathetic. I'm calling him out. Pretty pathetic bad guy uh, <laughs> right now. Got some. That's your beef. If he's the the most evil person in the universe, uh, you know, I guess outside of Gunter. Outside of Gunter, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's my beef is that he's he's really not all that big bad. He could have been eviler. He could have been more evil. Yeah, they yeah. do plenty of creepy th things on this show. You know, like I was more afraid of the, the cat that knows most things. Yeah. And well, and but you do see like uh, he's evil, but yeah, he's he obviously evil. loves his daughter too. So he's got, you know, yeah, that was I, it. Was a great moment. I like I said, I felt like he really responded well there. Um, and Shane, Shane, well, that's weird. Finn really, I don't Shane know, the human boy. Shane the human boy. Uh, Finn really interrupts that moment. Um, but you know, season opening, he yeah, has to because you, you know they would have had their moment. Marcel, Marceline didn't care that he was walking through sucking up souls no. in the universe. And so the, if Finn hadn't taken his moment, Marceline would have been like, thanks, Dad. And then he would have been like, okay, I'm going to go suck some more souls. Yeah. Ned, do you have a lesson for me? Man, I had, let me see, just one lesson, I think. And this is the deep one. I didn't have any like lighthearted or funny lessons. I just said communication is key with your family. That's a good one. What we talked about a lot at the beginning of this episode is that it's just hard to have relationships with people in general, much less when the relationship with your family is the most important and the most delicate and the one that you always truly deeply have the desire for. And I think that like communication, openness, honesty, transparency, 
is is pretty key in in keeping those relationships good, you know? Yeah, that's a great lesson. It's yeah. basically a similar idea as what I was thinking too. I just said uh, there are moments in life where we have to be the more mature person, and sometimes those moments are with your parents or someone you admire. Yeah. Um, and it's really difficult to have those moments. Um, and communication is so weirdly important and so incredibly difficult in so many situations. Um, and then also front pockets are cool. Front pockets look cozy. Front, front pockets look a little weirdly cozy. Weirdly yeah. cozy. I mean, maybe a little claustrophobic for me. But I mean, if if I could shrink down to that size, I would for sure hang out in someone's frocket all day. I don't think any. We're not. I'm not rocking a frocket. I wonder, Michael, are you rocking a frocket right now? I was earlier, but I'm not right now. Ah, uh, resident frat boy. Well, Ned, you might be a resident frat boy. I got I got rid of like ninety percent of my frockets. Yeah, that's not fair. Like I only liked one of those shirts, and it's because <laughs> it has an outline of Bob Dylan's face on the back of it. But it is still a frat shirt. Ah, yeah. I, I think I no no hate on them. They're no, com- they're I've, they're comfort colors. Some of my favorite <laughs> shirts have. Oh, you're talking about uh, from like sorority and fraternity yeah, events. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some of my favorite shirts though have rockets. Oh yeah, but it's not like trying to. It's not a statement. I'm not trying to make a statement. Not yeah, but. The statement is, hey, here's my buddy Ned. If he could shrink down, he'd know he'd be hanging out in mm-hmm. this rocket. That's the statement. Yeah, I think so. Well, thanks, you guys, for listening. This was, man, just a beautiful, wonderful way to kick off season two. I couldn't agree more. Yes. I'm, this episode was great. I, I'm feeling the Russell Adventure Time energy hyping up, slowly but surely, as he dances. It's my eager face from SpongeBob. <laughs> Um, I love it. <laughs> yeah, Russell, man, this, Russell, where can our where can our listeners oh yeah uh, uh, follow us? You could follow us. You could Venmo me at uh no Instagram. Y'all check us out. Neverending Adventure Podcast, TikTok at Neverending Adventure Cast, Twitter at NEA underscore podcast, email, email us your thoughts, your questions, your sound bites that you think might be good on the podcast. Whatever you whatever you got for us, you know. Give us permission to use it, and we'll, we might use it. I'll drop it in now. Uh, it's at nea.travelerslog at gmail.com. At Jamal. And yeah, otherwise, like, go rate, review us on Apple Podcasts and stuff. It, it actually legitimately helps. We are, you know, like, I got some competition I'm seeing in my sites, and I want to take them down. Take them down. Um, and otherwise, like, yeah, y'all just have a great week. Yeah. And go watch this freaking cool episode. Yeah, go rise, go binge season two and then join us for the journey. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Going to be the best, guys. Love the you guys. All right, bye-bye. Daddy, did you mean to hit me with that sucker ball in the face? I was five and out of place. Daddy, are you really sorry? You tell that story to everyone, and it sure seems like I'm the pun. It's a good story, though. Yeah.